You're listening to a Skewed Orbit original podcast. Friends, welcome back to Highly Unlikely. I'm your host, Alex Getlin, and this is the show where I get my friends high and teach them about a subject that is so bizarre, seems highly unlikely, but it is 100% true. Now, my guest today is Shantae Wayans. She's a hilarious stand-up comedian. You can see her special right now on Netflix as part of Tiffany Haddish's They Ready series. She's got a great podcast called House Arrest. And this episode, we're going to learn about the food pyramid and all the lies the food industry tells to the American public. So, Shantae, thank you so much for coming on the show today. All right. Thank How you. How you feeling? Are you high already? I am. I yeah. just, I feel like there was no, like, lead up. Yeah. Because we were smoking outside, and then you were like, hey, I don't know if I should finish this whole thing. I was like, you don't have to finish the whole joint. I thought that was the show. <laughs> well, I would have stopped about 20 puffs ago. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you, like, a regular weed smoker? Like, what's your usual, like, affiliation with weed? Well, it it uh, helps with my anxiety okay. um, and some other stuff. But I, uh, I, I usually only use it as a reward. Mm. Like, I can smoke sativa kind of through the sure. day, but if I got a lot of stuff to do, I'm not that person. Yeah, totally. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I, I like it at the end of the night, uh, or if I'm hosting a show about weed. But, right. but like, <laughs> um, cool. So, let me ask do you remember the food pyramid from when we were kids in school back in the day? Uh, I think so. It was like vegetables, meat, uh, milk, dairy, right? Yeah. Uh, those two more. Uh, Poultry? No, that would be... Poultry meat was one category. Okay, yeah, yeah I knew that. Uh, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't remember. I'll recap thing. it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the food pyramid came out in 92. Yeah. And they was like, the idea was the USDA, which was the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They were like, hey, we need to give like a guide on how you're supposed to eat. So it was a thing they showed to kids in school, and the idea was like the pyramid was supposed to show you how much of each category was a recommended amount of food for you to have. Now... The one that came out in 92 has been debunked. It's like it's not good. There were a lot of problems with it. So, for example, the very bottom, it was all grains. And it said you should have six to six to 11 servings of grain per day. Now, two problems with that, first of all, is that they didn't specify what kind of grains. So, like, healthy grains could be something, you know, like rich whole wheat or, you know, brown rice. Unhealthy grains is like pancakes. And so they didn't really specify. And so people just started eating like whatever they wanted. And it wasn't really clear. Above grains, you got fruits, you got vegetables. And then above that is dairy and meats. Now, the thing is, the original food pyramid, when it came out, before the official launch came out, the dairy and meat categories, they had like way less amount they recommended. The thing is, the dairy and meat industries have very powerful people involved. They saw this, and they were like, hey, hold up, wait a minute. This is going to affect our profits. We can't have this. Use their lobbying power to get the government to change the food pyramid. Now, I know I'm throwing a lot of info at you really quick. So much info. So we're going to kind of jump <laughs> jump through some interesting stuff. I'm just sort of setting the stage no, here. No, no, I, I love the information. Trying to, like, jog your memory. And then at the yeah. very top of the food pyramid, they had one little section, and it was fats, oils, and sweets. They 
grouped all yeah, of those together. together. So they they grouped dairy and meat together? Not together. Those oh. were separate, but they were the same level. So okay. it was grains, fruits, vegetables, meat, dairy, sweets, oils, and fats. Okay. And then now we don't even use that anymore. Now we currently use something called My Plate that actually Michelle Obama helped make popular. And it's instead of a pyramid, it's a picture of a plate and it has four sections, just vegetables, fruits, grains, proteins. So they took out the dairy section and the sweets. There's a I am so hungry. <laughs> yeah. By you talking about these meats and vegetables and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's a lot of info, but just to kind of set the stage here. Yeah, and yeah. really, I'm going to tell you just some really crazy things All about right. the food industry. Um, but speaking of the food industry, I know you've got a great joke in your special about you kind of, in a way, worked for the food industry when you were delivering Postmates. Yes. So I used to do Postmates a while ago. And I remember, I don't know if you've ever had this, but I would have sometimes like really weird places that I would have to take the food. Like I remember one time I, I delivered it to a guy at his hospital bed. <laughs> and then the weird, honestly, like it wasn't even weird. It was just so uncomfortable. Was um, for some reason a parent I guess forgot to get their kid lunch in school, mm-hmm. so she ordered Wendy's of all things. Like had me get like a Wendy's kids meal and then deliver it to the school. Now you know when you accept the order, you don't know where you're dropping it off. Right, at. right. So I get the food and then it's like blah 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 elementary, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Right. like I'm a grown man. I can't be like walking into right. an elementary school without With the children. M- like McDonald's, you didn't get a. Attacked by the security? Uh, no, thank God. But I was like, <laughs> I walked in there and I just was like, f- I want to find the first adult. It's like, I'm here delivering food. I'm not right. weird. Please, like. You got to give it to somebody else yeah, to hand it off. Did you? I'm just curious. That would have just been a picture. I uh, I did deliver to a school before. However, um, my craziest story was I went and I got cigarettes okay. for someone. Um, and I was, you you know how you, you they place an order. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know how far or if they're selecting the location around them. Right. So I went. It was like a gas station. I had another order. So I had to go pick up that order. And then she's already texting me like, hey, where's my cigarettes? It was like five packs of cigarettes. Okay. So, um, or was it a box? Anyway. So I get, I finally get to her order, get to her crib. And when I pulled up, she's in the hills and stuff. <laughs> And when I pulled up, she was in she was in this full on cat suit. What? Like covering. Okay. Like Catwoman or like did it have spots on it? She even had the <laughs> But it was like latex and she just like she literally like came out fully covered in this cat suit latex outfit. Oh my god. And dude. it took everything in me to not laugh. Because when you get cigarettes, you have to get the person's ID. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. So she did all that. And I was just like, ma'am, <laughs> I need to scan you your, your ID. The yeah. only thing was I didn't get to see who she was, though, because I just scanned the back of oh, it. Oh, right. Just to make yeah. sure because she was so incognito. But I probably, I probably like <laughs> made my last delivery. I was like, I need to go home. I oh my god! Wow, and she didn't address it or anything. She wasn't like she was so upset. She first of all, she <laughs> it felt like she ran out of her cigarettes a long time ago. Yeah, and so she's been wanting this pack, <laughs> these five packs of cigarettes. Yeah. to play catch up. So when, like I said, she was mad at me. This was at the time when they they 
uh, started to add deliveries onto one mm-hmm. delivery. So I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they didn't really know, and I would show it to people's house, like, hey, I don't know if you know, but we could deliver more than one. So, anyway, yeah, I, I pulled up. She was upset. She came out in her cat suit. <laughs> and I was just like, ma'am. That's so funny. So she just, like, walked back angrily into the house and got her ID and Wow, I've never, I never had anybody that weird at a delivery. I definitely had people that were like super high or super drunk. Yeah. Like I even had one, you know, because sometimes, like if, like you, you know, from doing it, if you're in a crowded part of the city, parking's tough. Like I would hit up people, like, hey, is there any chance you could meet me outside? Right, it's tough to find a spot. And most people were cool about it, but this one dude, he's he called me. He's like, hey man, I gotta be honest. Like I'm really fucked up right now. Is there any way you could just bring it to me? And I was like, Throw it on sh- the back. sure. But anyways, right. he was like, literally, like wouldn't like he said he's like the doors open. Just you can just come and like leave it. And right, so, right. Yeah. No, I've had. I mean, I've had people like I said, in the special, like I've ran into that I knew. Yeah. Um, I've had people ask me if I wanted a tip or weed. Really. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. um I'd be like, can I have both? Like, I just, I was like, kindly. I mean, it smelled good what he was doing, but um, right. you know, let me slide over that bag. <laughs> Even though I don't recommend just taking just taking weed, weed from, from a stranger, right? Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, uh, wait. Last question on that, and then we'll go back into the thing. But what food? I'm just curious. The guy who offered you the weed, what did he order? Do you remember? Oh, it had to be. It had to be like Shake Shack or something okay. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty pretty Which fitting. Yeah. It was late. Okay, so. Anyway, back to our subject today. Yeah. So there's a lot of crazy information about all the ways that the food industry, which is a huge, huge industry, has tried to kind of tweak the rules, change the marketing, make us think maybe certain things are the case and they aren't, et cetera. And I'm going to give you some crazy examples. But on average, Americans spend $2 trillion a year mm-hmm. on food. Insane amount of money. You know, and there's a lot of documentaries that have been coming out lately kind of um, you know, highlighting some of the problems we have. But I'll tell you one funny example to start of something of just this is an example of how things become popular mm-hmm. in ways that are very strange. So do you like breakfast cereal? Uh, I like the oatmeal. You like oatmeal? Yeah, okay. Cool. Like well, breakfast cereal. Oh, you had something else? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was naming like more. You can name more. No, just oatmeal, uh, cream of wheat. Okay, but you don't do like the sugary cereals. Not really, not anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're terrible for you, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> But cereal actually came into popularity by this guy named Dr. John Kellogg. Have you ever heard of him by chance? No, but I know Kellogg. Yeah, you know Kellogg yeah, cereal, yeah, right? Yeah. So that came from this guy named Dr. Kellogg. Now, Dr. Kellogg was very strange dude. He thought masturbation was the most evil thing on earth. He was like a total Puritan. I mean, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was married. He never even had sex with his wife. They adopted all of their kids. Wow. Can you imagine that? Wow. Imagine never having sex with your wife. Wow. Right? Imagine how she would be. I know. Yeah. That has to, women go crazy when they don't get any either. So. Yeah. I do wonder like what the agreement was where he was like, listen, you can get married. I'll mm. provide for you. But I never want to see you naked or touch your vagina. Like, I mean, maybe he. I mean, you know, if he ruled over her, you know what I mean. Yeah, this just, was the 19th century, like, this, so. right? <laughs> I don't like, know how many. You gonna do what had. I like, and yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So, Doctor Kellogg, like I said, kind of a weird guy. He actually thought, and this will make sense with cereal in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he thought he believed there were all these symptoms you could get from masturbation. He thought masturbation could cause would cause bad posture, acne epilepsy mood swings it's like 
Mood swings you'll get if you don't masturbate. Yeah. Wait, epilepsy might happen for you think- a brief moment. I mean, you're like, uh. Is <laughs> that good? <laughs> I mean, there's certain things I could see why he would say that, but it doesn't last. Yeah. Um, he also, okay, so he had this belief because he was so against sexual desire and masturbation that eating like really plain, unflavored food would help curb sexual urges he was actually very opposed to spicy foods he thought spice in your food would make it which makes sense like you know gets you all worked up kind of sensual so he was like really against this and for some reason he like really advocated making like kind of plain bland kellogg's flakes type cereal as a staple and he was really you're you're so disappointed i can tell so (laughs) that's the biggest sugar uh one of the biggest well, Cereals now it is. Yeah. Oh, his was just plain. Super plain. Oh. Yeah. So actually, interesting story. He had a brother, and his brother saw, like, the avail- uh, ability to make a lot of money off the cereal industry. Right. And Dr. Kellogg was like, no, we need to make this to, like, stop people from masturbating. And his brother's like, Dude, we can, like, make a cereal empire. So then it became <laughs> the, the Kellogg's that we know today. Um, what is his called still? Or he stopped? Dr. Kellogg? Yeah. Well, he's dead. It's just like 100 years ago. I know, but I'm saying, did he keep uh, oh, different? Um, that I don't know. You know, yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was just, I mean, he like dedicated his life. I don't know. He's such a weird dude. I always am very suspicious of people that like hate sex. Like, with any, like I understand if you're like, I'm going to wait till marriage. I'm, you know, very conservative. If that's your choice, fine, whatever. Right. But if you're just like against it, even with your spouse, like. That, I mean, maybe some things happen to him. For and he sure. was just yeah. like, I am never going through this. He wanted, this is like, not about food, but as I did all this research, he wanted to, tra- and this didn't take off, but he was trying to put these metal devices on men's penises that it would basically, if they got an erection, it would like hurt them. So it would, um, something where like, I don't know how it would attach, but make it so that like you would train your body not to get hard. I'm going to need you to stop like. Sorry. Doing that because I'm trying not to look down. I'm like mean, I'm like doing this, <laughs> but I don't want to be. Real. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to. Um, okay. Anyway, we'll move on. That, it's like, right? and then yeah. it's just we're both a little high right we now. Just... <laughs> um, all right, bacon. What do you think about bacon? All right, I'm gonna tell you something I don't tell a lot of people. Okay, I'm not supposed to have it. Like, but I love it. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. You're not supposed to have it like you're trying to be healthier or you feel bad. Yeah, about I don't it. think I, I mean I don't think I should be having bacon. I understand. But well, I, I do. It's like a it's like a treat. Like it's like those chewy Reese's totally. chip. You know, cookies. Yeah. It's the best. You have to. So bacon, when we think of now like the classic American breakfast, right? Like bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. But that like really wasn't a thing until about a hundred years ago. So it used to be that Americans, if they had breakfast at all, it was just like very simple, like maybe a little fruit, maybe a little grains. It wasn't this like big hearty breakfast. But this company called the Beech Nut Company, which they made all kinds of food, they had a ton of uh, investment and product in pork and they wanted to make bacon popular. So they hired this guy named Edward Bernays. And this guy was basically able to convince 5,000 doctors that eating bacon in the morning was like good for you. And he created this whole empire around like the bacon industry. So he this this company literally hired a guy and convinced the entire public that bacon is supposed to be part of your breakfast. Damn. <laughs> yeah, not a lot more to that. But just <laughs> fun fact. Um, okay, so let me get to the 1950s. In the 1950s, this is when there's a real big uptick in like coronary heart disease. Mm-hmm. So there's this big concern with the public. Hey, we need to figure out like what's going on in our diets. Why is heart disease? You know becoming more of a 
problem, we need to keep Americans healthy. So this organization called the, the SRF, or the Sugar Research Foundation, which had been formed a few years ago, and their whole job was to kind of test sugar's effect on the food industry, but really they were acting at the interest of the sugar industry. So they see this happening and they're like, well, wait a minute. So we need to make sure that the sugar industry doesn't get affected by this new studies going on, looking into the issues with heart disease. Because they're worried like, uh-oh, Americans think that sugar causes heart disease, we're gonna lose all this money. So they fund all these, it's kind of fucked up, right? Because, <laughs> you know, they're trying, what, you had a thought? No, uh, okay. no I'm, I'm just high. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So this, Listen, I'm trying to, I'm not like. You can, uh, you can tell I'm, me to slow down, repeat. It's all good. Well, you, if I need you to repeat the last five minutes. <laughs> okay. So no, we're go back to the bacon. Start from the bacon. <laughs> okay, from the bacon. All right. But back to bacon. All right, but slow down just a little bit. Totally. Yeah. I have, but, yeah. I no, but I love the energy. It's of course. Just, I'm trying to get a lot of information right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, you, that's the fun of the show, you okay. know? So it was just interesting to me that thinking about how bacon and eggs is such a, you know, staple thing. Like if you go to like foreign countries, American breakfast is listed as like eggs, bacon, toast, maybe some hash, brown or hash browns or grits. And so the way that bacon became popular, it wasn't like just people decided, you know what? I like bacon and I'm going to start putting it on my plate and just it naturally took off. What happened was, which that's like the way we like to think of things, like how yeah. oh, people just like bacon. But what happened really is the Beechnut Company, which had a ton of bacon farming going on, or you know, farm bacon, you farm the pigs, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? They, they wanted to sell this bacon. So they hired this guy named Edward Bernays, who was like a marketing genius. And he realized if I can get a bunch of doctors to say that like, it's good for you in the morning to have bacon, then people will do it. And he got 5,000 different doctors to sign this letter saying, like, if they would be like, if you were, like, at your doctor and your doctor's like, you know what, Shantae, bacon and eggs, that's a healthy way to start your day. Right. Which now it's like, look, bacon is delicious, but, like, right. what? Come on. <laughs> right. Health so they, so, well, I mean, but they've been doing that for a long time. Oh, yeah. They've this been... is, like, one of the first times. Right, that, right, right, right. I'm, so they knew bacon wasn't good for you. Well, at that time, they didn't necessarily know it was bad in the sense. They were just like, we got to sell this bacon. Right. And this guy, and they hired this guy because they were like, how do we get people to like put more of it into their food? Right. So this guy figured out, oh, well, if I make them think it's like the right way, like if a doctor says start your day with paying them off. Yeah, basically. Well, so speaking of paying people off. So then we get to the Sugar Research Foundation I was mm -hmm. mentioning before. So their whole idea is they protect the interests of the sugar industry, trying to make sure that sugar is... Now we know, or I don't know if you know, but it's sugar's not good for you. Right. Yeah, and we'll get into more of that in a second. Uh, it's pretty common knowledge that sugar... You have natural sugar. Natural like sugar, right? Brown like in sugar fruit. and stuff too? Yeah. That's good for you if it's in like fruit or even like carrots have sugar yeah, and certain yeah, yeah. grains. Un uh, refined sugar is like when they pull it out you know, and they, like, put it on stuff, like, that's bad for you. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of money in that. Right. In fact, 80% of the food that we have in the supermarket today has sugar in it. 80%. Sauces, the condiments, the drinks. Um, but anyway, so... You, at, sorry to interrupt. Please. Do you think that, like, stuff like Trader Joe's and stuff, the, the places that say they have natural and organic stuff, do you think that they still dash a little bit? I know for a fact they do. It's, yeah. Um, or that... I guess I shouldn't say that, but yes, I think they do. Um, the interesting thing is natural flavors 
there's a lot of language in the American um, food industry that they're allowed to use that isn't necessarily accurate. So like in places like in parts of Europe, they have stricter rules on the different kind of language they can use. And they say stuff is organic or natural or whatever. Mm -hmm. The rule of thumb is basically whatever's on the front of the box is probably bullshit. You have to look at that little black and white, you know, section on the back with all the like complicated words you can't read. Now, there are some stores like Trader Joe's a lot of times has like healthier options. Mm. I, we love Trader Joe's, by the yeah, way. I, love, I think it's yeah, great. It's my, it's my favorite. They're in Costco is where I get almost all my groceries. Um <laughs> But yeah, most food has sugar added to it. Now, like I was saying about when they were doing research on coronary heart disease to find out like what was causing it. The two thoughts were like, it's either fat or sugar. Now fat, we think of a lot of times like food fat as being bad, but there's actually different kinds of fat and a lot of fat that's like naturally occurring, like in avocados or in olive oil, it's actually good for you. Like it's not bad, but the SRF, the Sugar Research Foundation, they were able to fund these different studies and convince these doctors. They basically were paying these different researchers, these doctors, to find that fat was the stuff causing the problems, not the sugar. Right? So same deal. Right. They had their the the it's just crazy that like the organization that represents sugar making more money is allowed to create the research study to check if sugar is bad for you. Mm. And then it's like, we'll just assume they're not gonna lie to us. Crazy, right? We can only, I mean, I've been growing some of my own stuff, just, you know. Oh, your own vegetables? Yeah. Like what, like what kind of stuff? I mean, you know, I started with like tomato and-, okay. and um, That's great. Bell, um, pepper and stuff like that. Yeah. Got a little rosemary. It's the way to do it, you know? Yeah. Do it yourself, you know it's all natural. Yeah. The thing is, it's just so hard to like, so many meals you have to i mean we live in los angeles so like how much land can you possibly have like grow your own food you know right. i mean i guess if you like lived out you can find some acres yeah yeah for, would you want to have like your, move out would you want to have like your own farm or like grow like absolutely oh really absolutely okay i would definitely like i mean you know i, w I wouldn't be the person like cutting up animals i don't think you i could, do that. I could take i could take yeah i could take a chicken egg maybe. okay Sure. Just yeah. for the egg white. Now, I don't even like that sound now because if I see the chicken just walking <laughs> around, I'm like, oh, I can't just. Uh, is that? Yeah. But anyway, I say that to say <laughs> I would do like vegetables and, and sure. herbs and stuff like that for sure. Yeah, totally. It's just funny because, like, so for so much of human history, that's what it was. Like, you grew your food, yeah. you ate it, and that was it. And then. When people get greedy, they want it, to. It's, it's once they see how many people. Uh, enjoy it, then they're like, how do we multiply this to keep the money and when you can still be rich with, you know, making it the right way. Yeah, well, it's just so crazy, like, exactly to your point, right? It's that you would think, okay, there's this organization that wants to, like, look out for sugar being made, that's fine. Right. But then there's just so much money on the table. They're like, oh, well, like, we have to make insane profits. Like, right. we're not going to we're not going to not make insane amounts of money. And then right. it's like, you know, and then now there's like an obesity epidemic in America because for like decades, people didn't realize how bad sugar was for you. But how do you, uh, how, how do you take something natural and make it like, like multiply to where so, you need, it, or you just want the addiction part of it? Well, so like, are you saying like, how do they pull out the sugar from the food? Oh, I'm saying like, how, how are they getting greedy in that department? Like how, 
What's making them make something that could be good bad? Like, what's their motivation, or how do they do it? They, so I'll, I'll answer both. Okay. Well, their motivation is to make insane amounts of money. The way they do it is right. they pull it out of the natural food. They separate. It's this so is they're a, getting two for one kind of thing. Not necessarily two for one, but they're pulling out the ingredient that is the sugar and taking it and adding it to other stuff. So that's okay. That's what I'm saying. So another example. This is going to seem weird, but it's kind of similar. So the coca leaf down in South America. That's where cocaine comes from. So the coca leaf itself, like the indigenous people of different countries where it grows, they used to chew on it and it would like give them a little stimulant. But to make cocaine, they pull the coca out of the leaf and then they eventually over a process make it that raw powder, which is the drug cocaine, which is way more powerful, right. way more, you know, but it's not a leaf you're chewing. It's this powder people take as a drug. Sugar is actually refined in a similar way. And they've even done studies that show, believe it or not, sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. Wow. They've researched that, which for that is insane, right? Yeah. But I but I get like spurts of like sugar rushes. Oh yeah. And I, I could feel it in my body, but I'll go a month with drinking Red Bull or having that soda rush or some type of candy and the minute I let it go, it's it, it it's weird. It's weird how I go through that rush and then I gotta pull back and be like, Oh, I gotta chill. Yeah, and then your body knows like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, jitter I'm like sitting here like, what the hell? <laughs> so they've done studies and they've seen that like the brain, it yeah. lights up from sugar, the way that cocaine makes your brain light up light up. And it's basically like this huge uh dump of dopamine, which makes right. you feel great. And you know, they've did studies too where they took rats and they wanted to see like how um how strong is this sugar really? So they gave a bunch of lab rats cocaine water and sugar water, and almost all of the rats chose the sugar water over the cocaine water, which would show that, like, your body, like, you know what I'm saying? And we made cocaine <laughs> legal, but right. we allow sugar and everything. We'll talk about sugar more in a second. But just as, like, another example of kind of how things become popular and then, like, what the food industry does to sort of, like, you know, manipulate it. So in 1918, the Spanish flu hit. The, you know, if, you, if you've learned about this, but it was like this kind of similar with the COVID stuff now. Um, and at that time, there was this big uptick in people being like, I want to have more vitamins in my food. It'll make me healthier. So orange juice became really popular because there's a lot of like natural orange juice, like mm. fresh from the fruit. Not the stuff you get at the grocery store. Right. <laughs> but it became super popular because people were like, man, I want to have fresh orange juice, get those vitamins. You know, it's, it became popular with, with the Spanish flu, right? Thing is, orange juice doesn't really keep. You can't really get fresh orange juice, let it sit naturally, and mass distribute it. It just doesn't work. But there's all this money to make with orange juice. So then different food manufacturers figured out, like, okay, we need a way to sell orange juice on mass scale to the general public. So what they do, this happens with all the brands, like Tropicana, Sunkist, whatever. Anytime you go to the store and see, like, orange juice in a bottle, they take the orange juice... They suck out all the oxygen from the storage containers and it helps it last longer. And then when they're ready to bottle it, it tastes terrible. So instead they add these things called flavor packs, which are basically flavor packs are made by the same companies that make the chemicals that go into like perfumes and colognes. So you're basically drinking cologne orange juice. What the? Yeah, it has this, it's this chemical called ethyl butyrate, I, I think. I don't know. It was hard to know how to pronounce it, but. <laughs> As scary does. Yeah. And there's these really weird laws where they can say like natural flavors and they don't have to disclose that it's actually like a flavor pack from a perfume company that's making your orange juice palatable. 
Do you like orange juice? You're going to make me not want to touch anything unless I grew it. Yeah, well, it's kind of where, I mean, you're basically seeing that most This is of- why I don't watch those type of shows. <laughs> this is exactly why I stay away from certain TV shows, because now I don't want to eat anything. I don't even want bacon. Well, speaking yes, of meat, do. do you like a lot of meat? Do you eat much meat? I know you said you I own- was doing a lot of uh, steak and stuff like that, um, but it, I don't think it's good for me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, interesting thing also, when you go uh, to the uh, store, you get like a cut of meat. Typically, that cut, when you see it like all shaped in a certain way, that's not how it came out of the animal. So, what they do is they take it out in different pieces, and they put it together with this stuff called meat glue, and it's a bacteria. You're already like, what the hell? Yeah, this is a real thing, okay? So, it's bacteria. made from other parts of the meat that like you d- wouldn't make is like the part that you eat and they literally glue it together and then wrap it in like cellophane and put it in the fridge so it sticks and then it has again you know meat it's got to look visually appealing it's got to be stimulating you want to you know nothing is good to either i w- we went and got uh subway not too long ago yeah and I, oh, i'm gonna tell I you about subway in a second sandwich and somebody comes up to me and it's like is that subway Oh, you know, the bread. And I was like, what? I was like, I, and I was only like one bite in. Yeah. And she was just telling me how there's stuff made from tire rubber. Or oh, something. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. So I'll answer. I'll get to that in a second. But let me tell you more about Subway bread. Yeah. So this is something else you don't know. Okay. So in Ireland, remember I was saying how in Europe, there's like more strict rules in the mm. food than here. In Ireland, they're not allowed to call the bread at Subway bread because there's too much sugar in it. And it's oh, the same here in the U.S. So 10% of the bread is sugar. And there's, again, different regulations because bread, like real bread in Ireland, is considered like an essential food. Whereas like sweets are a non-essential food, so they're taxed differently. So because of that and the way that like the law is... Subway in Ireland can't say that their sandwiches are on bread, but in here, you're basically eating cake. What you... does it say on the Ireland ones, though? Um, I think it's they just like have some other like I don't I don't know if they change the amount of sugar on it or they just like change the language. I don't remember specifically, but I probably should look that part up. Um, but <laughs> gotta add this I just in. remembered I was like laughing is like, God, like even like the bread at Subway is basically cake. It's like low sugar. Cake. But I wouldn't mind that. But that you got to I got to find out what this other ingredient is, because there's something else in the bread. The, the sugar part wouldn't make a difference too much. But it's this other I, f- I really feel like looking it up. Well, damn it. so there is a thing called cellulose, which is basically edible wood pulp. And this exists in almost all the foods that we eat. Not not all the foods, but all the foods like condiments, sauces, frozen dinners. Can I drink water? Oh, you can have well, <laughs> actually what the, is in, <laughs> I can't I'm just gonna starve. What? Yeah, you can have water. I mean, this isn't gonna kill you. It is edible. Um, but uh, even wasabi, do you like sushi? I don't know if you ever eat I sushi. I love sushi. Okay, so you know the little wasabi that you get? That's not actually wasabi. Real wasabi is very expensive, and it's, like, actually much more liquidy. The quote-unquote wasabi they give you at a sushi spot, it's this stuff, the cellulose, with just horseradish and other, like, flavor added, and then green food dye to make you think it's wasabi. I know, I'm just ruining all your favorite foods now, right? (laughs) But Uh, the sushi's okay. Well, it depends, okay? So Uh, 
Man. For example, <laughs> let's say you get salmon. Now, Atlantic salmon from the ocean, really this like rich pink, like dark red color. It's really healthy and delicious. The thing is that's very expensive to get salmon from the ocean. It's way easier to get salmon from a fish farm. They just grow it in an enclosed space. They just take the fish out. Thing is that actually, um, this is true with crab meat too, that when they make it, let me focus on the salmon first. So the salmon, when they pull it out of the fish farm, it's like gray because they're just like eating this like, kind of the way you give like a dog the same like cheap food. Well, maybe you don't with your dog, but you know, a lot of people like eating the same meal. They're not eating naturally. They give uh, the salmon in this fish farm this like really cheap stuff to feed them. Not to compare it to dogs, but it's just like it's a simple, cheap food. They're like living in this enclosed environment. It's not terrible fish for you necessarily, but it doesn't taste as good. And the color is like this gray, bland color. Because the fish life sucked. Like the fish out in the wild, the way you're supposed to catch it, right. it's like rich and it's this bright pink color, dark red sometimes. But yeah, and so what they do is they take food dye and they dye the salmon. This is true for, if you get like cheaper sushi, if you're not getting gourmet sushi, they've dyed that salmon pink and make it seem like it's more appealing. Crab meat is typically always fake, too. It's kind of like just uh, gunk from the crab when they mush it together. You know what you're reminding me? You ever seen Debbie Downer? Debbie, I don't know Debbie Downer. <laughs> it was an SNL sketch. Was, oh, I got to go look it up. It was, it was just every time somebody said something exciting, yeah. she would come in and ruin the moment. Um. It was no matter what. They were like at Disneyland, that- and she found the way to... Is that what I'm doing now? Yes, your I, you're making me not want to eat anything. Well, listen, I you love know. the knowledge, <laughs> but I'm just so mad because I'm hungry and I can't go eat after this. I mean, I, you know, I'm not super healthy. Like in our house, we try to like moderate our sugar, but sugar's great. You know, we try to yeah. do what you can. But I mean, well, first one, I just like love this like weird information. Like it's no, it's works. dope. It's just, but it is a bummer. Yeah. Man, I know, right? What's like some of your like guilty like pleasure food? I I love chocolate, right? But chocolate mixed with a lot of stuff. So right now I got like a box of, they got chewy Reese's Pieces um, chips. The cookies, they're so soft. You never heard of them? Well, I know Reese's Pieces. You know Chewy's, right? Chewy? Oh, 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 right, yeah. Yeah, the cookie, they're like super soft. So they have that with Reese's Pieces in it. God, that's, that's like I get it. Oh, I'm hungry. Man, I can eat a whole box, but I know that's like full of sugar. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I don't know what the ingredient is that keeps them chewy. I have to think that it's not good. For it's you. not. It's probably not. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I mean, you could have one of those for like a month later, and it's still like soft and gooey, and you know. I don't know. Um, I think for me, probably like the grossest like comfort food I eat, either Taco Bell. Or like, I, dude, I hate to admit this, but like, I actually love those taquitos from Seven Eleven and the little roller. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking man. about? You ever eat those? Not, a, I, not in such a long time. They're, I don't eat hot dogs. Oh, hot dogs! I don't are the eat. Worst. Yeah, I don't. I don't eat anything from something like that unless it's a honey bun. Oh, honey Which buns! Your okay. Yeah, What's it about honey buns that. The honey bun is the it's the honey mixed frosting okay. over the piece of pretty much cake. Cakes are listen. I found the spot in Beverly Hills. Uh, my girl took me to the spot. It's a cupcake spot. Yeah. When you walk in, it looks like a factory. But they have these vegan cupcakes. The small ones are 50 cents. And then the bigger ones are a dollar. And they have, like, 
They have like vanilla. They got red velvet. They got blue velvet. They have <laughs> blue cookies. Velvet? I've never heard of yes, blue velvet. they have like cookies and cream uh, frosting on top of it. The apple pie, lemon raspberry. It's it is. I'm going there after this. I'm going there. <laughs> you better not say anything about cupcakes. We're, we're not going to attack cupcakes. Okay. This, is a, this is a pro cupcake show. I Thank promise. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cupcakes are great, man. Dude, honestly, like sugar isn't. I mean, in moderation, it's fine. It's just I think the problem um, that really has happened is that uh, you know the sugar industry has really made it where it, there's so much sugar in everything all the time that mm -hmm. we have like an unhealthy addiction to it. I mean, I know for me, like I'll go through phases where I'll like detox off sugar. Yeah, and it's like my body is like, oh, give me yeah, 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 you know? and then you <laughs> seriously, right? Um, I mean, and listen, like, I, I, kids love sugar, you know, and I'm not going to say, like, don't give kids Halloween candy. That'd be right, terrible, right. right? But at the same time, like, think about that. Like, you just have all these events. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, you do something good at school. Maybe, like, teacher gives you a little piece of candy yeah, at your birthday. Right, you, know, you know, right, exactly. You know, like, oh, it's your birthday. Right, like, right. Um, you know, cake and ice cream. It's like, so we do have this, like, reward system set up. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, you train kids. Like, hey, sugar is a good, like, when you have something good in your life, you get sugar. Right. And it's like, you know, now that we know, it's, like, more addictive than cocaine. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely, like, everything in moderation. But also, like, kids aren't as active as we might have used to, you know, be. I know, yeah. So it's, like, it's it's all of that. It's, like, they're not using their muscles. They're not, you know, as active. They're on these video games or on mm -hmm. their tablets and and something else, just on the kids thing, and back to how Europe has different rules than us. <laughs> Kraft mac and cheese. Do you like Kraft mac and cheese? No. Oh, you don't? I, okay. I can't have cheese. Oh, you're, okay. Are you yeah. lactose intolerant? Okay, so I'll get to that in a second. That's another interesting <laughs> thing. But Kraft, um, there's something they use to dye the uh, cheese, make it that really bright yellow that kids mm -hmm. like. It's this ingredient called yellow number five. And they've done studies and found that that can lead to, like, hyperactivity in children. It's, like, not good for you. And it's really not good for kids. So in Europe, they made a rule where they're like, listen, the same way we make cigarettes, put on the thing, like, hey, Surgeon General's warning, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. They told Kraft, you can use that dye, but we're going to make you put a warning label on the mac and cheese. So Kraft was like, ah, oh, we're not going to, we'll just take it out. They did that in Europe. They didn't do it in the U.S. The U.S. didn't make them put the warning on it. They so, they don't have yellow number five on it though. If you look like, like in the ingredient in yeah, ingredient. Yeah, if you go and you like look really closely, like oh, let me look. Yeah. you know all these words Thank you can't you. pronounce. Yeah, but no one's doing that. You just look at the front. I know. And then the special, like, this look good. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's yeah. like God, who like I don't think there's been like a ton of research like exactly tracking this, but if they found out that like Kraft mac and cheese gave kids ADD, like how insane that would be. Horrible. Um, That'll be <laughs> that's a commercial. Yeah. But could you imagine? You uh, but dairy. Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned dairy. It's very interesting you brought that up. So a lot of people, as many as 65% of people <clears throat> in the world, uh, or actually rather, let me say in the U.S., <clears throat> have some aversion to dairy. They're lactose intolerant in some capacity. Even so, though, dairy is listed predominantly on the food pyramid. And even on the new version we have called My Plate, there's a glass of like milk next to it trying to recommend that you need to have dairy in your diet. They're not saying like, oh, if you want it, have it. They're trying to say, oh, you need dairy. I remember when I was a kid, 
we were told this thing like, oh yeah. Remember the Got Milk campaign? Yeah, I thought I didn't grow as much as I wanted to because I couldn't drink milk. Right, and and they convinced us, oh, if you want to grow big and strong, you yeah. gotta have milk because you need the calcium, like, which is complete <laughs> bullshit because you can get the same amount of calcium Dude. in other foods, like in different beans and vegetables. Right. But the thing is, so like I was saying before, with the food pyramid, originally there was like barely any dairy on it. But the dairy lobby, which represents all these different dairy farmers, they're like, hey, hold on. We need to make money. We need to tell people. They funded all these campaigns trying to convince people you need to have dairy in your diet. To, you know, like you said, you wanted to grow big and strong. So right. You know? um, and it's just another example how, like, it's just so crazy to me that, like, the USDA, which is supposed to, and the FDA are both supposed to, like, represent, like, hey, this is, like, the healthy food that you need to have. Right. And then the lobby's like, yeah, but we're not going to make, <laughs> uh, like, insane profits. So. We- they just probably literally, like, I mean, you you just go the opposite direction. It's like anything they say. You're like, you know, I'm going to try this. But I, I have really been trying to get healthier and figuring out all those things. And it's crazy because my body's changing as I'm getting older. Like, I, I got allergies now that I didn't have. I have eczema, like, you yeah. know. So it's, like, stuff that is just happening, and I'm noticing, like, it's stuff that sure. I'm taking in my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some of the stuff you've tried to do to become healthier? Um, I'm watching, I'm paying attention to how my body reacts. Okay. Um, taking vitamins, yeah. uh, herbs, um, just trying to change. You know, I don't do the dairy, but I might have oat milk or almond milk. You got anything about those? Those, I didn't, I didn't come at oat milk and almond Good. milk. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I can't even have soy. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is actually like the dairy industry has tried to fight to make it so that the word milk can only be used in dairy products so they want to make it so you can't call it oat milk you have to call it oat beverage because they don't you know they want to be protected who cares it's Again, still it's, better it's just people who are like well nope we need to make the most money so that's what all this comes down to is that they just want to make the most amount of profits it's just like how much <laughs> i don't know that's that's really ridiculous but i mean i guess don't, aren't they all kind of tied into if people get unhealthy then they got you know, insurance companies and hospital bills. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's it's a like part. a whole circle. It is interesting to think that, like, yeah, not only is it like bad information, but if these companies are able to convince people to eat less healthy, then their healthcare costs go up, and then all of us end up like having to deal with that because then it's harder for people to get fair care. The cost of everybody's care goes up. Right. You know, they're just having more problems in general. The worst part about dairy is there's two sides. Of, so I don't have a lactose intolerance, but I've you know read a lot about what it can have. Is there's like the one side where it just like makes you like poop a lot, you're gassy, you're bloated. Yeah. It can also cause really bad inflammation in your lungs. I, I feel like I catch a cold. There I, you go. I get like the flu. And it's so messed up because there were all these. I remember when I was a kid, they had like Michael Jordan like doing the gut milk commercials, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was trying to like give you this idea that. If you drank, like, be like Mike and drink milk and you'll be yeah. strong. But it actually might have made you less athletically uh, ability to perform because your body is suffering because it's not yeah. meant to process, yeah. you know, the milk. I had, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. And then I'll, I was yeah. going to say I had, like, when I was eating cheese and stuff when I was younger, then I started, like, catching shortness of breath. Even, mm-hmm. you know, having anxiety, too. But just, like, it was crazy how my body started to change. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, um, what they've done a lot of research of like why um, some people have this like aversion to dairy and others don't 
Because, by the way, humans are the only animal on the planet that drink the milk not of their own species. Mm. No other animal does that. Um, and what they think, the reason that, like, through evolution, certain people uh, are more lactose intolerant than others is the way that their ancestors um, gathered food way back in the day. So there were a lot of areas of parts of, like, Europe where farming animals was much more popular than it was in places like Africa or South America. So those cultures didn't grow up drinking animal, like goat milk and cow milk, whereas the parts of the world where they had, like, those animals, like, they, like, raised them more pop, you know, it was more common, their bodies evolved over time to drink that milk. So then fast forward to, like, now, and there's, like, certain, just depending on, like, a lot of it has to do with, like, where your genetics come from. If you're from a part of the world, and it happens, it's the same with other things, too, like certain spices people can handle and they can't. But it's just interesting that, like, you know, there isn't, like, a spice lobby that's like, hey, if you don't have spice, you're not going to grow. Right. But, well, I mean, food without spice is kind of lame, but, right. you know. More like herbs and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's just, like, the milk lobby is like, well, no, everybody needs milk. Right. It's like, ah! no. Everybody. Like, yeah, it's like, no, some people literally right. shouldn't have milk. And you're like, no, everybody needs right, it. Right, right. Well, I'm surprised. Have they... Um transfer it over into like trying to make healthier products well they so or making healthier products well so what's interesting is that in the 80s when there was this big craze to make everything fat free mm-hmm. which that came from the sugar industry because the sugar industry was like they convinced the public fat's the problem you got to take the fat out of the food and so the th- problem is that when you remove the naturally occurring fat from the food it tastes terrible so to make up, they had to add extra sugar into the food. So when you see all those labels, they're like, reduce fat, fat-free. That's not even good for you. In fact, it's usually worse for you. Mm. Another example is like skim milk, right? So skim milk, they take the fat out of the milk, but then it would taste awful. So they have to put sugar back into the milk to make it taste better. There was a thing that really helped this become popular, and it was before people knew what the meat industry was doing. So Oprah went through this massive weight change back in her show in the 80s. She mm-hmm. lost 67 pounds. So she wheeled out a cart that had 67 pounds of animal fat on it to try and, like, show, like, hey, look at all this fat in the food. We got to take the fat out. All right. Now, later she said, well, I wish I had known better at the time. I wouldn't have told people this because the whole thing is they really feel how the obesity epidemic has gotten so bad is because they replaced all the fat with sugar and our bodies can't process it. Right. And so, you know, decade through decade, it's like caused this huge problem. So now people are trying to backpedal and raise awareness on it. But like we were talking about earlier, sugar is so addictive. And, you know, kids have it when they're like so little that they they grow up, you know, craving it all the time. Right. I know there's a ton of information. No, no. <laughs> I mean, this is, like I said, informative. So I like yeah. it. One other uh, crazy food. So, do you remember the Wow chips? They were kind of popular. I want to say like in the late '90s, early 2000s. No. So they didn't last very long. But these <laughs> these Wow chips, they basically um, the whole idea was like we remove all the fat from the chips. It's like half the calories. Trying to say like you could eat like a whole bag of Fritos or whatever, and it only has half the calories. So it was you know again one of these like crazies. So the uh, the company Procter & Gamble, which makes all kinds of different products, they came up with this uh, fat substitute called Alestra. Now, what Alestra did is that it made it so your body didn't absorb the fat. Mm. It also made it so your body didn't really absorb the vitamins or almost anything in the chip. So even though 
the chip was technically healthier just in terms of like how much fat you would absorb uh a lot of times your body couldn't hold it so they would give people like diarrhea from eating these chips and start like pooping their pants <laughs> you imagine that that definitely didn't la- couldn't <laughs> yeah. have lasted no. long <laughs> yeah after that became like public knowledge they that was the wow yeah um but they the funny <laughs> that was the yeah oh wow i just pooped my pants <laughs> horrible man. can you imagine it's like listen shante you can eat these chips right you're not gonna gain any weight <laughs> but you might shit yourself i'll be in a toilet just <laughs> <laughs> You do need stuff like that sometimes. I, I just don't think they should make oh, it a like, snack. Oh, that'd be so fun. Like if you were backed up and you had to like. Yeah. Your, yeah. You got the whole pitch. The pitch is you want to have a snack that helps you shit. That's so fun. <laughs> I think that's just like, you know, Taco Bell for me. That's pretty just, gross. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, they spent $200 million developing this product to basically crashed and burned but so uh that was yeah it was just a handful of examples of all the crazy it ways like it was a it's okay that's a write-off oh they, they, they do they i know right um so thoughts on the food industry what do you think i think you just inspired me to go healthier sooner all right guys before we wrap up this episode i want to take a second and thank our friends over at stash monkey if you've got a stash you're looking to store safely and responsibly stash monkey's got you covered stash monkey is a combination locking smell proof stash box that you can use to store cannabis prescriptions or really just about anything you want to store safely the owner's a friend of mine and he invented stash monkey because just like me he's a dad who enjoys cannabis and wants to store his stash safely and responsibly. I own one myself and it's a great product. It comes with a built-in rolling tray and a removable silicone organizer you can use for things like vape pens and cartridges. Stash Monkey's a big supporter of all of our podcasts on the Skewed Orbit Network, and if you want to order one, head over to stashmonkeystore.com skewed. Again, that's stashmonkeystore.com skewed, spelled S-K-E-W-E-D. You'll save 5% on your order, and it really helps out the show. So you've been inspired to eat healthier today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. and after, I probably... I made a lot of vegetables after I eat this popcorn. Yeah. I mean, I don't think corn is a vegetable, actually. I think it's... Uh, no, I said I'm going to eat Oh, you're going to eat vegetables. them after? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I should have been... I, I think... knew your high was going to kick in <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Shantae, where can everybody find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, you guys can follow me all over social media at C Wayans. Uh, you can also check out my website, cwayans.com, uh, to get right to the information. Um, please make sure you follow me, turn on your notifications. I am doing a live stream comedy show called House Harass Podcast Comedy Club. Uh, podcast. I just messed that. Okay. Let's try this again. It's called <laughs> House Arrest Comedy Club. Um, and it is out. It got a lot of amazing comedians, so make sure you come check that out. Um, and check out my House Arrest podcast. And thank you so much. This was very fun. Sorry if I seem slow, a uh, little tad bit down, uh, but I was very happy inside. I was jumping. <laughs> You're anyway, great, dude. Watch yeah. the show. And I've got the munchies. Yeah, now I'm going to kill that. I've been your host, Alex Getlin. We'll see you next time. Thank you.